0: This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com Prime to get more out of whatever you're into.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. That's better. That's good. That's a good start. You you turned (laughs) on, Dean? I'm I'm really (laughs) turned on, baby. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them, and how to try not to F it up, in our very, very humble opinion. Today, we've got a very noisy dog behind us, but we're also talking about how to make indie films with the team behind the Bromley Boys, a period indie film set around football. I am Giles Alderson, producer of the horror comedy A Serial Killer's Guide to Life, director of the vampire documentary World of Darkness, and the psychological horror feature film The Dare, starring Richard Brake, who has just wrapped principal photography on Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. Um, and the world of darkness is also out now it's available you can watch it on vimeo pro link in the show notes i excited i hope you enjoy that give me a give me a nice review why not let us know what you think of that film be interested to know so joining me today to talk about making their latest indie film the bromley boys and filmmaking in general is producers dean fisher and tj herbert and director Steve Kelly. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. 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 How are you all (laughs) feeling in this hot day? It's lovely and warm in here. Yes. Fortunately, you can't see my
2: shiny forehead, so that's good. Good. (laughs) That's always good. Or (laughs) mine, or Dean's. And we're also joined by loads of goods in this office at the moment, because we've got our premiere at Wembley Stadium on Thursday, and you actually can't move in this office, so... Um, These yes. boxes of crisps and sweets. And yeah, popcorn. Popcorn. We've got to have a bit of popcorn. It's not the real popcorn that I love, but it's another it story. Awesome. Ding. It's another story. Is he yeah. vegan popcorn? It could be. But that's why we're in this little cramped space, which no one can see because they can only hear
1: us at the moment. Oh, oh
3: and we've got uh, Bromley Boys badges.
1: Yeah, and bags with Bromley Boys on it. Yeah. yeah, this premier Thursday. I'm very excited. By the yeah. way,
3: no expense spared. I'm looking no. forward to it.
1: Thank I am, you. I am. The, the trailer's amazing the little teaser I've seen as well which Dean sent me um, is fantastic Thank I can't wait to see well this film. it's Wembley you.
2: Stadium and, and it was the right venue for this type of film I mean the film started off in 1966 when England won the World Cup well so that's sorry. when the
1: film started you started writing it in 1966 no we didn't actually <laughs> right. the actual story <laughs> um,
2: yes I, I've been around for many years and yes, I started yes, writing yes. in 1966 well let's talk about your be- <laughs>
1: let's talk about your beginnings because I'll I read a little bit about what you guys have been doing. It always sounds nice to hear as well. Dean Dean Fisher, his first feature was the cult hit Night Junkies. Um, there was a great lead in that. Wasn't there it? was a, great, it was lead a great, great lead in that. Lead in that wasn't yeah. it? Who was that? What, what who were they called? It wasn't I don't my know. name. Um, that budget was about 45k you made that film on? Yep. Are we allowed yeah. like to say now? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. No one watches it anymore, so it doesn't really matter. About 15. <laughs> <laughs> It went on to be a commercial success. Thank you. Yes, um, it did, and made you into a household name. Well, that's not true. <laughs> um, his second feature, City Rats, which was directed by Steve Kelly, here became a UK top three hit. Yeah, yeah. It released Ooh. by Revolver Entertainment. Dean then went on to make Interview with the Hitman, crime thriller starring Luke Goss, and The Man Inside, a boxing thriller starring Peter Mullan, Michelle Ryan, uh, Bashi Thomas, yeah. David Harewood was in that. Jason Maza. Carl Barat and Ray Panthaki yep. uh, Dean then produced the urban comedy It's A Lot uh, this is a comedy film starred a whole host of key casts from the hit, hit films Adulthood, Kiddlehood and Another Hood yeah check that out That's cool. yeah it's not bad and then um, One That's Crazy Thing I'm coming, oh, that coming now. to that oh you're coming to that other films include <laughs> <laughs> Stormhouse The Contract and recently released romantic comedy One Crazy Thing written and directed <laughs> uh, by Amit Gupta the film stars Daisy Bevan Ray Panthaki and Dan Skinner that is an amazing intro. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Well, it's it makes me feel Korea. really old, actually, now. Does it? <laughs> like you are. As, as old as 66. Yes. <laughs> oh, 1966. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, that, yeah. that would make you, anyone guess? Uh, 54? 54, yeah. Yeah. 54. Is it? That? So roughy? Yeah, but I'm not that old. No? Okay. No. Um, TJ Herbert. Hello. Hi, welcome. He's a producer, writer and actor. He's the founder and CEO of Itchy Fish Film and worked on the films 31 North 62 East with John Rhys-Davies. He produced and starred in The Cutting Room, a Horror with Lydia Orange and Andromeda Godfrey and Media Studies, directed by Warren Dudley. Other films include A Dark Reflection, Perfect Break and Blood Money. That's correct. Yeah? (laughs) Anything you want to add? Did I get that right? No, no, that was absolutely perfect.
3: Um, It's safe to say that The Bromley Boys is my first departure into proper feature filmmaking. I see. Uh, The cutting room, which I also produced, I'd like to say, was a little test. (laughs) <laughs> okay fine It <You laughs> did to, well though right yeah i yeah, did, did okay no absolutely yeah it got some pretty good distribution it yeah. was a very very low budget film it did more than pay back the investors which ultimately is what you want to do right That's so important and yeah.
1: you uh, did you do it in a way to be in it as well as an actor did that was that one of the main reasons yeah
3: i mean i cast myself um uh, as the uh, uh well as the monster in the film uh, in the cutting room um which, uh, Don't get typecast. She no. doesn't look like a monster. No, That's no, no, no. Um, <laughs> but it gave me an well. opportunity to um, literally feed off eighteen-year-old uh, virgins. So right. Um, okay, me too. that is a here. monster. Yeah. <laughs> that really
2: is a monster.
3: Yeah. Uh, Did you so write I was cannibal. Well? <laughs> yeah, this... <laughs> No, Warren actually wrote it. Warren <laughs> Dudley wrote it, okay. who was a uh, screenwriter on the Bromley Boys as well. Yes. Um, so I think it's safe to say for both of us, we've uh, we've upped our game since the cutting room.
1: <laughs> Excellent. That's good to know. <laughs> And also joining us is Steve Kelly. He's directed many TV and films. Meant much TV, I suppose that should be. He's directed no, much TV and many films. That would be um, better way. Of, he's uh, proper directed, English, wouldn't he? Yeah, it?
0: how would you? Uh, directed an awful lot but, of, yeah, an awful shoot, lot of, shoot, of hundreds of hours, hundreds of hours of time TV television,
1: including yeah. ha- is Harry on the boat? <laughs> did I say prime time? Prime time, yeah, dream team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're really dredging it Doctors, up now, aren't you? Um, Hobby City, Casualty, Judge John That's D. It. We're lifting well. it higher and, higher lifting. and higher We and end higher. it on a high note there. And films including City Rats, which we mentioned, which starred Danny yeah. Dyer and Tam Hassan. Uh, the Shouting Men, starring Craig Fairbrass, and a whole host of footballers, including John Barnes and Peter Beardsley. And he made the comedy short films, Close <laughs> Equivalent, A Right Mug, The Car and the Corgill, 110% and Son of Serpico. Together, they made the about-to-be-released comedy, The Bromley Boys with TJ directing and Dean producing... Oh, wait. No. That'll be interesting. Wait, yeah. I did that wrong. <laughs> I, did that yeah. wrong. I read uh, that wrong. No, I did. Well, I did direct it. Did you Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I did. directed I mean, himself yeah. very yeah. badly. <laughs> I, I just
3: didn't put the names incorrectly on IMDb. <laughs> that's yeah, the way to do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, so, correctly, TJ and Dean produced it and Steve directed. So, listen. <laughs> you sure I <laughs> didn't star in it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did as well, actually. Yeah, I did yeah. it as yeah. well. As um, the back end of the horse. you it? Yeah. I might have done No, I did not Sorry. So, listen. Welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. Steve Kelly, TJ Herb. And Dean Fisher. Yeah. 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 Greetings, this is greetings. Let's yeah. um, look and, and Ollie yeah. the dog as well. The, Ollie the dog's not yeah. clapping. The girls in the background didn't clap. No. I didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. The girls hey. working with hey. you. Hello, girls. hello oh. Oh, how are the boys? Are they good? What do you mean good? What's well, the definition what, they're of they're good? Definition. <laughs> Polite and sweet. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, we'll take that. The boys will take that eating well, those things. <laughs> oh, that's do. nice. We've got a premiere food. coming up, you know. yeah. We've yeah, yeah, got to get through for the premiere. Okay.
3: Yeah, um, we only got. Didn't realize. Forty-eight our hours to Habits are being monitored.
2: <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> they have to look after
1: your welfare, true. They're yeah. trying to get you on the thank vegan you. vibe. That's yeah, what it's that's, all about. Get true. on the vegan yeah, vibe. Go vegan, nice plug. vegan, thank you, thank you. And this podcast is all about helping people get off their asses and make their first film, or the harder part, keep making films. And don't talk about it as well, because that's what everyone does—is talk yeah. about making a film, and not many
2: people actually go ahead. This and, is a good point because yeah. a lot
1: of filmmakers do go around saying, "I'm making this," "I'm making this," and never actually make anything. Yeah. So you're suggesting keep it under wraps until it's actually happening. I'm not.
2: No, also,
0: I'd put it out there. You want to make a film. That's how you connect. That's mm-hmm. how you get to know other people who could also want to make a film. Hey, you know, you might put it out there a hundred times, but if you genuinely want to make a feature, you have to put it out there. You want to make a feature and you want to track the other people around you that mm-hmm. go, do you know what? Yeah. Okay. I want to be your producer. I agree. And with then that. I want to be your camera and I want to be this and I want to be in it as well. That's the, how you actually get going. You need to collaborate. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can
1: do it on your own. Well, if you can, it'll be bad. But there's, a, I suppose, there's a small part of that is if you keep going around saying you're making a film and you're not, or you can't well, get the then money, you're then. you're deluding yourself. Fine. How was your start then, Steve? Because you said there about did you go around saying, "Listen, I'm making a film." No,
0: I was really lucky in the sense that uh, I got into television first, mm. and uh, which is ITV. ITV is an amazing company; it certainly was I've many years that. back. So my career kind of went uh, runner into the sound department because my dad said he couldn't get me into the sound department. So wow. he was working there at the same time. So I thought, you know what? I want to do it on my own. Prove him wrong. Well I done. I an idiot, but nevertheless, <laughs> I proved him wrong. Uh, Could you always want to prove yourself at some point. And then I went from there into uh, post-production sound. Then from post-production sound, I went across to editing and directing. And I realized I was probably about 19, 20. I would have been the youngest director in the whole of ITV. And certainly the BBC at the time. And I just realised that I looked like a choir boy. I looked like I was 13 and I'd I'd kind of be going to set and you know the the actors who I hadn't cast who would have been non-principles would uh, come up to me and ask me for a cup of tea and then I'd have to have a grizzled old first assistant director rescue me and say well this is let me introduce you to the director right and I realized it was embarrassing for them and it was slightly embarrassing for me and also I realized that you need to learn to tell a story one of the great ways to tell a story is to learn how to edit material
1: because mm. you can yep, get through
0: absolute rubbish mm-hmm. but you've still got to turn out something that has a real genuine narrative
1: and learning how to edit makes you understand the beginning and ends of scene you want understand how it should look you understand the shots you need
0: well that that's the the key thing at the end of the day
1: is you're telling a story and Mm. and
0: the most important thing is whenever i am shooting i know what the minimum i've got to go back with to make that work there you go and and that's a real key thing for me is i know whether i want to shoot it all in one i know it's going to work And if I want to shoot it in five, but only get a chance to shoot it in three, well, I know I've got the scene and I know I need to spend my time doing something else. So that, that obviously comes through a bit of experience, but you only get experience if you do get off your backsides, go and do something. No matter how big, how small, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And don't, you know, you never have to show anybody if you don't want to what you've done, but start the process. Just get
2: going.
1: Yep. Agree I was
2: going to say, just just to add to that, give yourself a realistic chance of making the film. Um, so many people are so ambitious. I'm going to make my first feature film for £20 million mm-hmm. and it's going to have this a this cast and then they look at the figures of what Star Wars is just gross and yeah. that's what I'm going to bring in for my film. It's so far removed from reality. Yeah. You know, when I say people just sit around and talk about it because they don't always have realistic ambitions of what can be achieved. Yes. You know, find a script that's not too complicated you know, get the story right. Find an angle which you think is going to work for the market, mm-hmm. and then you know, if you need to, make it on your credit card. I know that's a, a stupid thing to do, mm. but sometimes that's what you have to do to get something going and to get and, nice. and get some momentum. You mm-hmm. know, once you build some momentum, then other things start. You know, other people start coming on board. You know, it, it's like a train. You've got to let the train go, leave the station, yeah. and then everyone starts jumping on board. Yeah, I mean, um, I think
0: we'd all like to aspire to have a hit film first time out, but the chances are, and the statistics would say, you're unlikely to do that. You know, you can only succeed by failing more than the person next to you.
1: Love that. So just get Absolutely. out
0: there and, and and fail. And obviously, it's a good one to just get something done. Make a short. Doesn't have to be a good short. Make a short. You will learn so much in the process. Mm. And also, find somebody that's already done it. And ask them to mention. I, I mentor people. I, I, you know, I don't officially go around with a badge saying I'm a mentor. Mm. But there's, uh, I've got a guy coming to the premiere who has made one very small, very unsophisticated silent movie. He wasn't supposed to be silent, but apparently the sound man didn't turn up. I <laughs> film.
2: <laughs> but actually, no, the that, fact well, is, that's great way he's of made it, on
0: set. He's made it, and he's tried to find a way to work on the material so that he's got something to show at the end of it and i really respect her and admire that so you know i tried to talk to him and other people as well if i can help in any way because we all started at the very very bottom Mm -hmm. hey sometimes just start you know just start some way get something done learn and then go again and go again don't give up start at the bottom and then you're not at the bottom anymore i was
2: going to say about short films i mean I, i i spent Probably 7 years making short films before I went anywhere near a feature Ten minutes film was one of them 10 minutes did was one. my my last of my did that short win films one it went to 21 international film festivals won about three or four awards <laughs> the fact is you, you you know where your skills lie and i yes. always knew producing was was hopefully the the, the job for me and but you started kind of as stuck a, at as it. an actor a little bit as well didn't i you? did and i started to produce films initially short films mm-hmm. to give myself better parts as an actor And then I wouldn't cast myself in the end because I wanted better actors than me. And I thought, if I'm not going to cast myself, Mm -hmm. who else is going to? So I, I in in the end, just said, look, I I enjoy producing. I like the mechanics behind the camera a lot more. Mm. And um, yeah, quit acting. But it's great because it helps when you're dealing with your actors. You know what they're going through. Mm. Um, You give them the respect that they deserve and and make sure that they're not just getting changed in the street. You know, Absolutely. So, but but certainly short films mm. is the best way of learning how to get all your mistakes out the way mm. um you know th- th- don't spend fortunes like i did i mean my final short film took me about 5 years to actually pay back in the end really um, but i knew that was
1: my calling card and transitioning into feature films and it wasn't it did 10 minutes yeah. pretty much took you straight into night junkies right yep which starred someone amazing.
2: Yes. <laughs> René
1: Zagger. Oh, I mean, René Zagger! Yeah. that was the other one. Not me.
0: <laughs> do you know what? I would also say that one of the thing you do as a director is partner. With, if you haven't got the skills of writing, and let's face it, not all of us have all skills
1: at all, partner with writers. People mm. can write, find yeah. people that you can partner up with. I like that. TJ, what about your start? Because obviously you're coming from the acting background as well. Did you do the same thing to get into producing? Did you make shorts as well and think this is the way forward?
3: Um, well, I... I, I um... Oh, crikey. When did I start working um, in the 66. industry? Probably about yeah, 66. <laughs> um, I, I began my life as a runner. Um, oh, right. Yeah. So um, sort of worked on the production side and decided I wanted to be a director. So I went to mm-hmm. film school. Uh, to become a director and which uh, film school? Uh, Arts International no longer exists. That's it's right. now Green Screen Studios. Was this the one in North Yorkshire? Yorkshire? Yeah, that's where I'm from. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, so, but I came out of that because we also used to have to act as part of the course. Um, I discovered that I was quite good at acting, uh, and I'm not blowing my own trumpet. It was just something, something that came quite naturally to great. me, mm-hmm. uh, and so I basically decided to focus on that once I graduated. Um, and, as you 'll be aware it's a rocky road as an actor indeed uh, so i've been acting for about fifteen years but the the whole principle behind uh setting up itchy fish was to produce my own content mm. and create work for myself as an actor um the The play on the itchy fish is itchy feet, right you know getting itchy to, feet, yeah wanting to ju- just around. wanting to do stuff mm. and uh you know basically taking things into your own hands and uh yeah generating work for yourself so I'd like to think that's what I've done with uh, the Bromley boys for myself anyway.
2: Um, yeah. and, uh, it's a great calling card. It really is. Yeah. yeah. and um, Let's
1: talk about Bromley boys. Cause it took a long while to come to the screen. Cause I know you'd been talking about this project with me for a, quite a while. And I know Alan Davies from football as well. And he was attached years ago. I think he was playing the narrator role. Um, How did it come about and how did you all get together on this project?
2: Well, I suppose you might as well talk about the start because really this originated with TJ from Mm. him reading the book. Um, Yes, I I stumbled across the book in
3: in my local Waterstones in Bromley, basically just thought it would make an awesome film. So I Mm. hunted the author down who was living in Connecticut uh, and him look, you don't know me, uh, but I'm a local lad from Bromley Mm -hmm. and uh, I'd love to try and turn this into a screenplay. And then hopefully into a film. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, it was at that point that I engaged with a chap called Warren Dudley. Uh, Dudley excuse me. Warren Dudley. Get his name right. <laughs> it's very hot in here, guys. Yeah. Really hot. Yeah. Not that Not hot. <laughs> Got used to it. <laughs> Sweating up. Um, no, it's at that point. Well, once uh, Dave Roberts, the author of the, the, the book, had given me the rights, I then engaged a chap called Warren Dudley. Now, Warren is a, a very talented screenwriter, uh, particularly at uh, comedy and mm-hmm. um, Warren had directed a pilot which he'd cast me in called Come On You Chickens which was about a non-league football team mm. uh, which had some really great one-liners in sadly the, um, the uh, series didn't get commissioned but he was my first choice right. uh, so you know it's a, it's a funny one you know nothing ever transpired from that pilot mm-hmm. but on the back of that I'd made, you know, acquaintances with some really great people, yeah. uh, and it, that's what led me to Warren. So you never know how these things are going to totally play out, do mm-hmm. you? Um, and Warren, yeah, agreed to do it and has been with me for seven years. But it's been a long old slog.
2: It has. Well, well, I, I came on board six years ago. You know, then we met up with TJ. We got him really well. Um, he hadn't had much producing experience, so he needed someone alongside him that, that to hold had my been, hand, to yeah. hold well, his you hand, you and need to, them. why not, and, and to go through nice. the journey together. And it's it's been a good, you know, marriage in a way. We work really well yeah. together. Yeah. we bounce off each other uh, really I mean, well. Yeah,
3: it's 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 obviously a. Oh it's a testament to to the working relationship that you can go through mm. so much together mm. and still be talking to each other <laughs> i totally agree yeah it's really um, important if you can get through that it, making a film it together, is still it, it really is a it, you know you, you, you your, your choice of words is correct it is like a marriage mm. yeah. you know you do you do see more of your producing partner than you do of your immediate loved one absolutely you know it's mm. but we it can even it finish
2: is. each others Sandwiches. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, that was so that was terrible. Terrible. Cheesy. <laughs> cheesy. Right. Vegan and then cheese. And Steve. <laughs> yeah. The man sitting next to us. And we worked together on City Vats. Um, you know, I, I know Steve's work. I know how good he is with actors and how to get the most out of what is generally a limited budget. Mm, um, yeah. And, you know, he really fights for the calls. I knew how he could get the most out of his HODs and get them to shine and bring that A game. To the, to the film once again there was an immediate connection
3: mm-hmm. we had you know beyond football and you've got to be able to get on with yes, your director you know to. and we did we clicked didn't we yeah. pretty much
1: instantly yeah. um, and what did you see in the, the script was it the script that came to you first because you, obviously you'd made a football movie before that so was this like a, a an extension of this
0: um it was very, very different this one. For a start, you know, I've done lots of things that involve digging up dead bodies, mm. killing people, Doctors, blowing things up, ex- explosing. Yeah, you know. Dream Team. <laughs> dream Team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, please, by mention, Dream Team again. Dream Team. Dream Team. Dream Team. Dream team no. Harry on the gets, boat. Is Harry, oh, on Harry, the boat? Yeah. is Harry on the boat? <laughs> is he, though? You know, how, how I kind of got involved in this was I'd worked with Dean before and we'd gone on really, really well. City Rats was a runaway success. It was shot for Peanuts, mm. but looked massive. Unfortunately for me, when Dean contacted me and he said, just, you know, read the script, see what you think. I read the script and I really liked it mm-hmm. because it's positive. It's not the, the digging up the dead bodies that I'd kind of made a bit of a career <laughs> sure. for. You know, it wasn't all screaming drama. Mm-hmm. It actually played very beautifully and it kind of makes you feel warm inside. And nice. there were a few bits that just made me belly laugh and I read loads of scripts. You know, so I thought this, this could potentially, depending upon how... The producers want to produce it. This could be quite good. This could be very good. Mm. And then, you know, the rest comes about getting a great team for, for, for the whole thing. So not only, obviously, you've got two producers, you've got one director, you've got a great, great writer, you've got a great script. You've obviously got to get the money. That's a whole other thing. I'll leave that to the boys to talk about. But then what do you get? You start getting your team around you. And we really, really lucked out and worked hard to make sure that in every department, whether it was the art department, whether it was makeup, whether it was costume, whether it was cinematography, whether it was sound, we tried to get really great people. And what I mean by that is people that aren't just trying to make their movie. Mm. Somebody that's prepared to collaborate and has sufficient experience to offer something. And sometimes what they offer is pure enthusiasm other times it's years in the industry but whatever everyone collaborated everyone used everything they had and came together and it was a very very happy shoot i mean you know it's a tough shoot all low budget indies and i say low budget it's not fair to call it low budget because i've worked on micro budget this wasn't micro budget
2: but we didn't have anything to waste we really had to be very clever with our resources one thing we You know, when we're trying to get HODs on board, you want to make it a family. Mm. You know, filmmaking is an amazing experience Mm. and you spend so long trying to get your project together. So when you actually go into the shooting process, you want to feel that it's something really enjoyable Mm. Um, and you've got the team around you that will make it a pleasure. And certainly with comedy, it's generally puts a smile on everyone's face. Everyone's happy to come to work. You know, when you, you you're killing people in a, yeah. in a in a horror film or something like that, it's a different vibe on set. And even drama, you know, the whole set is a lot more serious because the actors are going to deliver these very powerful, serious performances. Yeah, and comedy they need, comedy, quiet they need yeah, yeah, absolutely concentration. Comedy is about a family
0: and, and togetherness and
2: and, and and having fun. And I think, but that's arguably,
0: the, the, it's the hardest medium to get right. It is. It's yeah. total. It's mm-hmm. really hard because, you know. What What's funny? So, some of the funniest moments were shot so quickly, I can't tell you. Whole scenes, which is really one of our centerpieces. The whole scene was shot in probably 25 minutes. I don't need to look at the rushes. A whole scene, which would have occupied probably somewhere in the region of a minute on screen, was shot wow. in about 25 minutes when the sun was falling right out of the sky with gloomy clouds just above it. And we just did it so quick. And yet, you know, you look back at that now and and it is the moment where I don't know who you are, what you are. If you're watching it, you'll
1: have a big reaction and a big laugh. I love it. I love it. Let me just describe what it's about. Um, Bromley boys, it's 1969 with England preparing for the defence of their World Cup crown. And George Best delighting crowds with his virtuoso skills at Old Trafford. 15-year-old David Roberts fell in love, head over heels in love, with his local non-league club. Bromley FC. The Lily Whites were a team who had seen better days. Crowds had dwindled to less than 100. Players were turning up late, if at all. And the team were letting in so many goals that taunting opposition fans would lose count of the score. But could a new manager make all the difference? And could that be 15-year-old Dave Roberts? Play the trouble. There are people on the pitch.
2: They think it's all over. It is now. Yes.
1: Yeah! My story begins in 1966. Yeah. Listening to England win yeah. the World Cup. Oh, score! Yes! That- that little club down the road. Bromley? Bromley are rubbish. Football is rubbish. I say you can't choose who you fall in love with. Bromley. And thanks to my mum, fall in love with them I did. This was my team.
2: Come on, Bromley! Do you know if
1: anyone's going to play? We were rubbish. Really rubbish.
0: Go on, Bromley! Would anyone like to come with me to see Bromley versus Barking this Saturday?
1: Hello, Dave. Hi, Ruby. I didn't know you were a footballer.
0: Yeah, no, you just missed my hat-trick. Right foot, left foot and header.
1: <coughs> oh, oh, oh! After George Best, Ruby McQueen was the most beautiful person I'd ever seen.
2: Are you going to take me out for the day? First,
0: though, we need to break into your into office.
2: Shake it all
0: now, the Rudolph? Keep your noses. Out
2: of my business! Have you ever
3: kissed a girl?
1: Not really. Picture of being a stub. I cut cutting out and stuck to a frying pan. I'd always loved football, but now my passion knew no bounds. Get the off your head! So what have I learned from all of this? Football is not the most important thing in the world. Because that? Ooh, kidding of course it is so um in terms of how you made this film then let's talk about how you managed to raise the money if you don't mind obviously you don't have to say how much and what it was but because it took a long time to come to screen how did this happen well first of all TJ robbed a bank well and best,
3: I know, best I know, way. That was hot. no that's not that Concurate, wasn't the first option. Actually. No, 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 <laughs> no. Um, well, <laughs> well, after I, I started to try and sell my body and that didn't work, Right. I then went to the oh, bank uh, to to sell the bank to the bank. But after that not working either, I went the traditional route of finding high net worth individuals and going to these networking events. So and, you went to events? Ah, yes, interesting. Uh, yes, I did. Um, and, you know... Film finance is a really tough one because mm-hmm. you, you meet a lot of people that want to get involved in film finance. Mm. But when it
1: comes down to it, are they good for the money? That's it. There's a lot of people who say they have the money. Uh, and that was want. the
3: problem. So the, the film was financed twice before right. it was properly financed. Mm. Uh, so that was most definitely the,
1: the slowest part of the whole process. That probably took about four years. Right. Right. Okay, so how did you go about meeting these H uh, work well, individuals? Well, think, I
3: think the way it works, and this would be probably a little bit of advice for, for anyone that mm. um, is looking to raise finance for, for a short film or whatever it is. Um, you've got to put yourself in a position where you're really uncomfortable okay. because you'll only learn from that experience. And the hardest thing to do is to ask someone you don't know, can you give me some money for my film? Absolutely. It's a really tough sell, regardless of how good you are at pitching. Mm-hmm. But over time, you'll get better at it and you'll know the reactions because investors, you know, they do have similar character traits. Mm-hmm. And so you'll know how to refine your pitch because you know that that didn't work the last time you tried to pitch it that right. way. OK, okay? And so you get better at the pattern. And so that's what I would say to, you know, to, you, to your listeners, just keep going, keep pushing through. It's a tough thing to do, mm. um, but you'll get better at it. Okay. And you will find someone that will believe in you and back you or a few
2: people Which, like we did. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, also, I think investors sometimes are looking for you to trip up and so you've got to make sure that all your ducks in a row you, you've got all your figures right everything there you've got an amazing pack which tells of all the actors and, and and where your market is for the film and if you trip up in one place they're out you know it's very much like the dragon's den with investors you He's know looking so, for
1: one little thing exactly
2: and i always say how any film happens is a miracle because mm. it is because you've got so many stars that need to align um, and, and all work together for that film to happen and, yeah. and. We had a really rocky road on this one, you know, trying to get investors. We thought we were funded and we're not. But to be honest, that's been the same on every film. Yeah. You know, and and you've got to have that tenacity. and
3: You've got to keep uh, going. Yeah. Sorry to jump in, baby. You've just got to keep going. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, one thing which I think did help us, and it was part of our strategy, uh, we raised some of the finance through one of these equity-based crowdfunding platforms called Syndicate Room. Syndicate Room. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, syndicate room because they're FCA regulated. You as the uh, the filmmaker mm-hmm. have to jump all through all of those hoops before you even get in the
2: room. Yes, yeah, a lot right. of one. Compl- yeah. well, it's all the compliance it's, that you yeah. have to go through. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing, right? No, yeah.
3: completely. So, for, from that point of view, as as much as it was tough, really tough, I knew once we could get through all of that, I could then use that as a bit of a, a bargaining chip with other investors and saying, look. We've gone through this process with mm-hmm. syndicate room. They have to comply with, uh, you know, FCA regulations. That gave investors, new investors coming in, peace of mind yeah. to know that I'd been vetted mm-hmm. by the syndicate room and gone through all of their internal due
1: diligence. So, so by I, then, investors are going, okay, well, if he's done that, we trust in him. They weren't and throwing we'll their cash at of me, course,
3: but <laughs> but it you got it, in the room. Yeah, it g- got in the room, and mm-hmm. it and it certainly helped because that's the other thing. The hard. The hardest thing about raising money is getting that first bit. Right. Once you've got your first bit, then you can start saying, well, he's in. Mm-hmm. So would you like to be in? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had a lead investor um, and, you know, he was a great ambassador for the film. He was, a, you know, a highly regarded uh, businessman. And uh, yeah, basically, he fought our corner for us and certainly helped us along the way in in achieving, you know, the budget we needed to make the film. Fantastic. Almost. Almost. (laughs) The reason why I said almost, we were actually still raising money while we were shooting the film. I wouldn't recommend anyone does that.
2: No, it was stressful. And and I think the main thing for us... A few few people have done it. it, It's not something you recommend because I think we wanted to make sure that we had the right cash flow to at least get through to the end of the shoot. Everyone got paid before us. Yeah. you know, we always made sure that you know if we've got a crew of people there that no one's going. Where's my money? Good. Because that that derails the production mm-hmm. and, and shuts yeah. it down. So yeah. we had to. Although we were trying to raise money, we tried to keep a happy atmosphere on set and not let anyone know what we were going through behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah,
3: because that soon gets round. And uh, and I don't think you know, you know, no one would realise that. does benefit the film at no, all No, it doesn't either. benefit the film. But we knew, as, as Dean says, we knew that we could get to the end of the film mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, we would have to sort of defer ourselves right. to ensure that the film did get did get completed. Wow.
1: Okay. And
2: that, that is obviously quite a big commitment. It's but, huge. But we knew it was worth it. And, and the film was so worthwhile ourselves through that yeah. because because yeah. we knew the end game was was going to be good and as soon as we had something to show people yeah. the rest of the money came pretty easy no, because the proof yeah. was in the pudding i yeah. agree
1: with that and also being on set filming something surely you could bring investors to see what was yeah happening? we did we did it's do that huge,
3: we did do that a few times yeah mm. um so that certainly helped yeah we did raise some money actually now i think about it like that with people coming down yeah because they see um, what's going on absolutely it's, it's a real deal it's yeah. a real deal yeah
1: great and you had a great cast you got Jamie Foreman yeah. Marty McCutcheon Alan Davies who we've mentioned Brennan O'Connor as your lead Adam Deacon Ewan McIntosh Mark Diamond who I know well obviously TJ Herbert himself oh, and, oh, thank you. and thank Danny, Danny, Danny Midwin thank right, as well. right at the bottom yeah. right at the bottom yeah. Yeah. Well, is well, you, uh, are you reading Danny my press Midwin, release <laughs> yeah. you're not on uh, that no. <laughs> <laughs> <All right.
2: laughs> no you're right I'm and we on. also had some cameos as well <laughs> go on tell me no we had Rap Wildin who's the presenter of Crime Watch oh yeah we also had Anthony. Costa as well from yeah. Blue yeah there you go bums yeah. on seats already people really rushing <laughs> Oh, we, we had, had Cian Garnier, it. the Cien world Garnier? freestyle champion. You St- yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he damaged
0: his legs before he could he come, so he turned up, and we've we've actually got him in one of the, the scenes, and then he had to bring some of his guys over who were fantastic. They played West Ham, right? And okay. um, boy, could they play football? Yes, they, they can were play. good. They're proper. They players, were very good. But he can yeah. walk, so
2: you know we, we oh, hire Cian Garnier, world freestyle champion, and he can't turn walk. up he, first he, day and he's in a leg brace again, another issue. <laughs> wow,
1: and you have to you going right? Well, what are you going to do then? With yeah <laughs> you I have brought, to constantly my guys. That's, that's filmmaking my though you guys. you're
2: constantly having to deal with problems mm-hmm. find solutions quickly so so it never affects the end product and yes. that's what we're always yeah, trying to yeah. do well mm. let's just
1: jump back a bit let's talk about period film you mentioned there it was a period film mm. this is a period football film so you've got double whammy here how did you go about doing that obviously period side is tough you've made a few period films in your time yeah how did you go about this then also as, on a with budget a, with an indie well. film on a budget well, you know, you know the, one of the location. first one of the
0: first things is yeah locations mm. you know if you're going to film anything and you want it to look good you want to choose a really great location mm-hmm. that that instantly gives you the potential to have as good as hollywood can have if you mm. can find a good backdrop and set it against a good backdrop it means that you can get so much value for your filming so we were probably we were at, at this wonderful wonderful old um, kind of
2: like old 1960s, 70s stadium at Crockin Hill. Well, the problem I suppose we had at Bromley at that time, that stadium is, it was really modern and it just would never match.
0: DJ took me there and said, what can you film here? And And I just went nothing, Mm -hmm.
2: absolutely nothing. It it is
0: actually a really lovely, shiny stadium, which has advertising absolutely everywhere. So there was no way you could put a camera and you wouldn't see something that was modern day. So- same as
1: when I did the Damned United. There was no way we could shoot at Leeds United's ground. It was just no. impossible. Right. No. So I think we used Chesterfields in the end and they just really made it look dreadful. Right. And, and it, it looks great. Yeah on screen, damn! You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that is a great, great. Yeah. Film that was movie, one I of have our to references. Say. Fun yeah. enough when we looked it was, at this. Probably yeah. all my scenes, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but really, really, a really,
0: really good story. I mean, a really yeah, powerful yeah, exactly. story. And, and, well, and done well period. oh it's it's fantastic, and also that you know that. In a sense, when we when we looked at this, you know, with myself especially, and and the DP Bart Sinkevich. Bart, yeah, how you Sinkovich. Sinkovich, Sinkovich. Sinkovich. great guy. amazing DP, mm-hmm. really great cinematographer, and he also shot it as well. So he did both. You know, he's really good. Like brilliant team around with him as well. Um, when we looked at it, we kind of had to look at okay, it's a period film, and it's also it hasn't. It's not a high energy movie either actually a lot of the stuff is people talking so what you know what are we going to do and and i, I kind of thought it would be wrong to do anything else other than shoot it in kind of the way they would shoot seventy stuff mm-hmm. um which means you don't intercut you don't use lots and lots of cuts and you don't do clever things with the camera you know i would say damn united definitely got away with it because they he he definitely chose to use certain things that wouldn't have been available in the 70s, but it worked brilliantly. With this one, I just wanted to shoot it really simply. And I remember when I went to watch lower league football, any football that time, especially lower league football, uh, you were a long way away from the action. And the action was was always over there somewhere. It was never Mm. super close like it is with a brilliant, you know, Sky, BT Sport, what have you? That the coverage is amazing, but that's we don't have that. And so, I wanted to make the football seem just the way it was as a spectator in those days, which is you viewed it from a distance. Mm. So everything wasn't super close, and it wasn't cut, 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 cut. But more or less, the 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 whole thing was to try to capture the seventies, yet but not absolutely replicate it. So we tried to shoot it in a very unfussy way, which for me is quite hard, and Bart too, because both of us like to be visually dynamic. And this just kind of said, no, it's a comedy that you, you don't want to do that. You know, mm-hmm. you want to, I say to him sometimes, you have got to sit on our hands yeah. and try to shoot it very, very simply. Um, so that, that was one of the kind of drivers. But 70s, we, we found we could go to parks and parks don't really change much from, you know, 1970 today. So that's kind of, you know, you could shoot a few scenes around there with a little bit of, you know, a, a little bit of arrangement to do that. Obviously, you can al- always run and gun somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I've borrowed all sorts of locations in the past by getting in there, doing the job and getting out quick. But with this one we kind of set up and so we could have the time to make that park look 70s because hey, it's not changed. Crock and Hill just looks 70s. So we must have shot 40, 50%. And then we went to a few other locations that were all very period uh, ways. And that was one of the biggest ways of doing and Also then set design. Mm. Set design you when it's brilliant you just don't see it. But you just know you're there. Costume and makeup when it's great costume and makeup and it's the correct age for everybody so for instance the um, the makeup designer Bex she wouldn't uh, Rebecca Hall she she wouldn't just look at someone and go, oh, you're 70s. Actually, when you were in your heyday, you were in the 50s. Right, so I'm Mm going to give you all the nods from 50s because you went through the 70s. You were basically still Still with a 50s haircut, what have you. So the Mm -hmm. detail that she gave to everybody and Mm -hmm. Julia, who is this amazing costume designer we had as well, you put the two of them together and they literally created... So when the actors came to set, they came to a kind of period location Mm -hmm. um, that was not in any way modern, especially at Hill. And obviously we made it even less so. Amazing.
1: Really great Amazing, work. yeah. It seems like had a great team. And I think that's what's important is getting a great team around you when you're making any indie film, but yep. especially a period indie film. Mm. Yeah. Those people have to know what they're doing. When you're
0: working on a restricted budget, you tend to be given the kind of camera you can afford. Now, we got an ARRI. It was an old ARRI, but mm-hmm. a big old ARRI. Uh, and then um, Bart suggested, you know, looking at anamorphic lenses. I went straight away, I love the sound of this. Just show me, test them. But these are massive. So I, it's probably oh. the biggest one was about... Just under a meter. Wow! So you put an area, an old area, and you. The wall in so the you've house, almost got so we, two meters. So we, we. Well, when we come to to shoot in things like uh, the bedroom, you know, it was a real squeeze. And and when you do build a set, which obviously is an expense, then you have to pull out different walls so you can actually get the camera far enough back. Otherwise, the lens is right up against the actors. You mm. can't light it, and you can't shoot anything other than kind of close ups. And you know, yeah. this kind of film. It's just not reliant on close-ups. You Always context, always context. And also when we came to do car shots, because we had quite a few scenes where we had to do dialogue in cars or what have you, there's no way you could put that camera in any car and get any shot no. at all. God, yeah. So in the end, we were often on the outside of the car looking in, which just, again, in terms of comedy, the, 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 kind of the, the less fussy you are, the better you allow your actors as a group to act. Mm. And they find timing that you're only going to have to try to recreate later on. And so often comedy works very nicely when you get a great bunch of actors together and they riff off each other. They're the lines. They're they're your lines. You you don't need to change them, Mm -hmm. but you can find the rhythms and you can find something that's funny. And if I'm only shooting a single shot in one direction then that means actually you can have several takes to get that right mm. because I'm not having to rely, I'm not having to do this, I'm not having to do that. So, you know, I whenever we could, I wanted to do that as well. I wanted to do things all in one. You know, it's, it saves time. But actually, it's because actors do work well when they're allowed to act together.
1: Good tip. Very good tip. Anything else you want to add about shooting period film? Because obviously, it's, it's an interesting topic for people.
0: Well, it, it, yeah. Is it I mean, advisable, well, mainly? Well, look, yeah. You know, always yeah?
1: always okay. do what you want
0: to do. You know, you will find streets in London that are perfect as a backdrop. Don't forget, if you're doing a period, say 1960s, you can use anything that goes, you know, back Victorian Mm -hmm. times, Edwardian times, all those are up for it. I mean, obviously, there are always going to be slight limitations and sometimes you're going to be using a bit of special effects because everyone has house alarms now, Mm -hmm. everyone has a satellite dish, you know, lots of things, but you can frame it around. You know, you can get a big wide shot and then paint little bits and pieces out, keep it still, make it simple. And then you can shoot very close up shots. You've got your big establishing wide shot. So you are where you are. And if you want to paint out a few little details, that really doesn't cost much money. And most of the equipment that we have these days can do it for almost nothing. And then yeah, shoot big close-ups, you know, real shallow depth of field. And you put those two together and you've got a period film and you're borrowing a location that you don't have to pay for.
1: Super. Really good. Thank you for that. then answer a few short questions about mom and gift mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas need something original and affordable for mother's day etsy has it shop until may 12th for up to 30 percent off gifts for mom terms apply um so yeah the Bromley boys i'm at the premiere thursday very excited for that and then when's the actual release of the film when can people watch this in the cinemas
2: the film is out on june the first june the first uh, nationwide mm. um we, we've in the end, with this film, we decided to go for self distribution. Um, we managed to raise a hundred thousand PNA spend from our investors, um, and what that's allowed us to do is basically get a campaign that's very unique uh, and works for this type of film. You know, you can't just chuck a blanket type of distribution at every film. I think everything has to be the right strategy. Tailored for it. Tailored, exactly. So so with this one, we we sat down and we worked out the plan. How are we going to get this out there? Mm -hmm. You know, we always said if we don't get with a major studio, we're always going to do this ourselves because we spent seven years making the film. And, you know, it's only us that can really put the same effort and energy and love love into the release. So we've got on board experts in each individual fields that have helped make that possible. So, you know, we have a theatrical booker with Martin Myers, who's amazing. Mm -hmm. He has the relationships with the cinemas. Um, and then we've got people who are experts in poster design and then we've got experts in um, trailer producing you know so we try to go to the agencies and the people that work really well then we brought on board um, publicists that are working full-time with us and we've got two great publicists on the film Um, and then for us we're kind of in the middle trying to manage everything so part of our strategy was to have the premiere at Wembley stadium, because that was the launch pad we felt was mm. right for this film. And then from the premiere, then the film will go out on tour. So when we're doing the premiere in Newcastle, mm-hmm. um, we're doing also a premiere in Manchester mm-hmm. um, and, and taking it out. So it's not just London centric. So then local press will then pick it up and give us more of exposure in, in other areas. Yeah, um, And then also sky, are doing um, a preview screening for their VIP customers. So it oh, means great. we don't actually generate any revenue from that, but what it does is, 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 the word is help the word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And this film we knew was going to play well. We did four test screenings mm-hmm. um, with various audiences, so we knew that, that it was going to play really well for audiences. So, so the, when Sky said, look, we want to do this preview screening idea, we said, great, we'll do that because we know that word of mouth will help. Then we're also looking at cinema on demand mm-hmm. um, through our screen. I don't yep. know if many people know much about we've it. we mentioned it quite a lot on the podcast, um, our screen, yeah. It, it's, it's great. It works really, really well. And then also Martin's now getting the cinema chains on board and we've got a great campaign where, you know, our PR machine's working now. So Martin's started to do TV shows. Uh, BT Swalk covered us on the weekend. So we were on about two different channels, I yep. think, on the yep. weekend. And then after that... Um, You know, we've got all the radio, all the printed press. So what we're trying to do now is build up to the release on the 1st of June. Um, Also, on top of that, we have the non-league clubs because the true heart of this film, it's a non-league story Mm -hmm. as well. That's clever. And so so we've gone to non-league clubs and saying, look, here's a non-league film, you know, know, Mm. that, that... can really celebrate non-league football and what it's like to support a non-league club. So we went out to the whole non-league community.
1: Amazing. Let's talk about the marketing side then now, because leading up to the Premier and all the work you're doing behind the scenes now to get it done. You want to throw it out to so many different directions
2: and you don't know what's going to stick you know Mm. i don't know what the rule is of how many times you actually see a message before it stays in your brain and you you go ahead and make a purchase sure so you can't just put all your eggs in one basket and say i'm just gonna do this part of the marketing you've got to look at so many different things so we got together a team which consists of pr Mm -hmm. which is really important and the way you have to look at pr is if you've got um all the TV shows and all the radio coverage and everything else. And if you had to pay for that, you know, that's the value of what PR is. And if you're paying someone, um, a a weekly wage or whatever it is, that's going to be far less than the coverage you're going to get. So Mm. we put a big, impetus into pr also trying to get an outdoor campaign and it's amazing that we've got some billboards around the oh, uk no, I've at seen the moment
1: great um you know so so that was part of our strategy and was it all in in the budget from the beginning to do this
2: we, we had a budget but then obviously same as it when you're changing. making a film yeah, the budget changes right. and it, it evolves
3: according to the opportunities that show themselves to you so mm. you know so that that was the other good thing sorry to jump in dean but right. the fact that we were able to do the distribution ourselves are able to do the distribution of because once again we're the masters of our own destiny mm, yeah you know and, and we honestly felt that no one was going to be able to position this film and market this film better than us based on the conversations we'd had with distributors that taking nothing away from them but sure. you know it's it's not an easy sell this film you know mm. it's a uh, uh, a local story about a rubbish football team mm-hmm. that also has this rights of passage element. Now, yes. for some distributors, when you say rights of passage coming coming of age, mm. uh, no, thanks. Right. It's a comedy. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, we did have some uh, offers on the table from distributors. But, you know, all in all, we just felt we've been with this baby for so long now. Mm-hmm. Let's see it all the way to fruition and to to the end game which is trying to secure as many screens as possible and obviously you know we can we can say this now but i don't think we would have got the traction that we've got had we handed over the keys to a third party to yeah. do it for us i think right. uh, I,
2: you know it's only, only us can really work every minute of the day on this one project you've got to think a distributor and some of the smaller companies they're releasing 20 films in that quarter yeah mm. we're only releasing one so we can put the, the energy okay we not might not have the same contacts or years of experience but but certainly we'll put every ounce of energy we have into the release of this film and probably when you put a value on that you know it's incredible what we've managed to achieve and, and what we've got for our hundred thousand pna budget you know we probably in the end would be about three or four million pounds worth mm. of pna spend right yeah. um based on all the favors and everything that we pulled in but it's the same mentality when you're making the film mm-hmm. you know what what's hard for me i'm very obviously i'm experienced as a, a filmmaker but i'm a novice at distribution and i'm not going to sit here and say oh I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm an expert at marketing and distribution because i'm not so it's it's trying to get the best people around you, the same as when you're making a film, you want the best HODs around you and you rely on their experience. It's the same in distribution. Yeah. You want to get the best people that have been around doing this job year in, year out, and they know that department.
3: On that, actually, uh, that's the other great thing about being in charge of the distribution ourselves. We've got a number of bits of key artwork that we can seed out. So we don't have just one poster, We've got different posters. Ah. We've got plays on the characters. We've got these um, old school sort of football cards that Mm -hmm. have the key characters on. So, you know, there we've been able to do something that ordinarily we wouldn't be able to do if we were with a distributor. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we both agree on this, Dean, don't we? That the biggest marketing tool that we will hopefully have is yet to come. And that's the good British public and word of mouth. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Yeah, you know, um, if we can and get them talking about, about that yeah. as
2: well, because you know, you, you try and there's so much impetus put on the opening weekend and how well a film does. Yeah. but with this strategy, the idea is that we grow, not. You know, rely yeah. on one it, weekend yeah. and, and the box office figures to see how it's, well it does. It's
3: going to be a slow burn. And that's why we've said from selected cinemas from
1: the 1st of June. Because you might still be playing in yeah. at the end of June. Absolutely. Yeah. I and mean, yeah. we've yeah. also
2: had to do the 16 week window. One thing you've got to make a decision when you're going out with a theatrical release, there's, there's a lot of tendencies to shorten the window. And, you know, when we did City Rats, that was the perfect strategy. It was never going to be a film that played theatrically. Mm-hmm. So we used the cinema window. Really, just to get more exposure, get the more press and yep. everything else that, uh, and reviews that we needed. And then it was out on DVD, which literally three or four days later. And that strategy worked great for that film, where this is a different strategy. And, and you know, we knew this was uh, after doing four test screenings that this played so well in front of audiences. So we devised a strategy to work around mm. word of mouth and building rather than just. Putting all our eggs in one basket and going for an opening weekend smash. Mm-hmm. And, and then, if that doesn't happen, you know, you're out to cinemas yeah. yeah. in, in a week. Um, yeah. And the then other... it's gone.
3: Then the whole thing is mm-hmm. like blown to pieces, yeah. isn't
2: it? Yesterday's news. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And and I think the, the other problem in this country, and, and it's getting tougher and tougher to release films at the moment, you know, a, a lot of distributors are. Um, closing down, you are not got the same level of distribution that there once was because mm-hmm. the market's got smaller and, you know, there's a lot of companies consolidating. So, you know, when you're making your film, you think, oh, everyone's going to throw loads of money at me and and, and they're going to give me millions of pounds for my film and then mm-hmm. they're going to spend another million pounds releasing it. You're being fooled if you think that's going to happen because yeah. the, the, the market and the numbers are not there. You know, only a, a year ago, some films you know, with A-list Hollywood stars have gone down by four times in terms of value. So true. Yeah. And and so that's what you're fighting against as well. So I, I think self-distribution
1: is going to become more and more um common now so people can go and watch it in the cinema from the first of june or find somewhere they can watch it yeah through uh, our screen through our screen yeah but also
2: we put um on the bromley boys website so we we as well as facebook and the usual social media Mm -hmm. we decided to build a website for this film so on there the bromleyboys.com there is all the sites where the film's available um, and we're constantly updating the sites as yeah. and when it, yeah. so people can you know see where it's local to them and go and watch the film Great. and they won't be disappointed you know I, I haven't had anyone come out and say oh I didn't like that mm. you know or Northern or yeah, yeah. All, all Northern I mm. don't know
1: were they from mm. Northern? well it sounded like I yeah. it was yeah. slightly Welsh I it was, thought uh, <laughs> a bit uh, of a Welsh maybe, twang
2: maybe that's yeah. why I gave up acting <laughs> yeah. <then. laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah maybe that, that is the crazy thing with all this yeah, you you just know we haven't slept for ages and, and worked every day trying to get this film out. But, but at the end of it, we could have a, a huge hit or we could just be looking
1: our yeah, wounds.
3: It's it's still an unknown, a complete unknown, actually.
1: That says everything about filmmaking. Boys, <laughs> it does, though, doesn't it? Yeah. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much. For Cheers, Charles. It's really. been a pleasure. Thank you. Where can we follow you? personally on social media. We can follow you at Scanner Roads, right, on Twitter. Is that right?
2: Yeah, kind of, yeah. You can follow I, I him look at it. You can <laughs> follow me, but yeah. you might not get many tweets. I, I've generally been using Facebook because okay. I'm still a bit old school. Yeah, that's fine, that's yeah. fine.
1: And TJ, where can we follow you?
3: Uh, well, in terms of the film, it's uh, on Twitter, it's Bromley Boys Film. Good man. Uh, and my uh, Twitter handle is Uh, TJ Herbert UK Uh, please follow me and I will double my number of followers
1: there we go (laughs) so do follow TJ and if you're listening to this and don't uh, then just stop listening because <laughs> and, do you know what I mean that's what it's about they're taking yeah. the time to do this follow them support them retweet say thank you for giving us some advice on the podcast yeah thank yeah, you guys and
2: also and I want to say well done to Joel's. he's yeah. done well, such a great job you. here and he's such a good director and I don't hope you. one day we <laughs> are on this. set together not eating the bacon roll because obviously you're vegan absolutely you know so, <laughs> so so having a nice vegan roll on set one day I hope thanks D so.
3: well, yeah, Corn, sure corn do again. a lovely spin on bacon actually yeah. now they do they
1: yeah. do yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do. We'll have a corn roll. <laughs> we'll have a corn roll. It's <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Giles. It's been a pleasure, mate. Absolutely. Boys, okay. thank you so much. And um,
2: Steve Kelly. We've got to say thank yeah, you to Steve. Yeah, Steve
1: Kelly. What's it? He had to go because... Yeah, he's got, had, he's had, got yeah, to pick up kids, and we've just talked for too long, right. really. Shall we pretend he's here? Steve, yeah. where, can, oh, yeah, where Steve. can we follow you? Well, In the middle of that, basically, the recording stopped halfway through. Steve then had to go because we had to go get some batteries, um, <laughs> um, and he's not here. So that's why he didn't hear his voice for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Steve. Um, thank you, Steve. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Steve. Um, remember, pick up a camera, shoot something. No matter how small, no matter how cheesy, no matter whether your friends and your sister star in it, Put your name on it as a director. Now you're a director. Everything after that is just negotiating your budget and your fee. <laughs> James Cameron. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, i I'll I'll also, it all also
2: be a bit mad. I think you have to have a bit of madness. To you survive have to have it. a bit yeah. of madness. It goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you know, got to, I, I, you've got I don't
1: to. think it's for the same people. In it's not. Industry, it's not. It? No. I agree. But thank you for listening. Really do appreciate your time for listening if you got this far. <laughs> um, the next show is out on Tuesday. As always, we will see you then. Till then. Goodbye.
3: Well done. Bye bye. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well done, mate. Woo-hoo. Yeah, all right. Bye, doggy. Bye, bye doggy. <laughs> no, you're not going to make noise now.
3: Fine. <laughs> <laughs>